Hafidei, welcome to another episode of Real Talk brought to you by Tangle Theaters, where we discuss everything about the newest movies and uh, entertainment news. I'm your host, Ken Sinicholas. I'm with Jason Salas here. And today's Back episode, at you like we never left. And today's episode, we're talking about uh, It, Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Is it Volume 2, Chapter 2? Chapter 2. I know, that was, it was, is it Volume 2? Is it Book 2, like it was in the actual book? Ironically, I actually read the book 27 years ago this year. Which wow. is the cycle when it, it comes yeah. back. I mean, it just completely happenstance and everything. I read the book 27 years. We, we both read the book, right? Yeah. And we're only talking about it today, right? Yeah. Scariest book I ever read, I've only read, seen the, the, the miniseries once. I've only seen it one time. From 92. Yeah. Which was funny because the, the miniseries came out 27 years ago after the book was published. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Five years after the book was published. And then this, the new movie came out 27 movies, 27 years my brain is like not here. Twenty-seven years after the miniseries, so, which did you That's find? Cool. Which did you find was scarier? Well, I think. Well, are we just go right into it? There's gonna be yeah. spoilers, major galore, spoilers. Guys. So, uh, if you haven't watched it or you don't know anything about the story, you probably shouldn't be watching. Earmuffs. This. Probably shouldn't be watching this because we're talking. We're gonna dissect it a bunch and and, and go all in um, into the lore of uh, the, the movie and the show. But uh, I, I found this series, or the newer remake, to be much scarier than the original. And also, because I feel like the original is really dated, and it's like the way it's presented. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was for TV too, right? Well, the, so, t- the, town, of, the town of City of Derry, the town of Derry is very, very, very rustic. It's very old school, very, very throwback yesteryear, New England, um, in Maine. Um, since we're doing spoilers... Yeah, dairy is presented back then, and as it is now, you know, it's it's not a very modern, um, not modern landscape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's all it almost has like a 1950s feel to it, even though that it chapter two takes place in 2016 when all of the members of the Losers Club, six of them because Stan decides not to show up, um, come back, and they are at that let's see, 12 plus 27, they're 39. I guess. They're 30, so they're, they're closer to my age than they are, than they are to you. Well, I mean... <laughs> Certainly closer old. to my age than they are to you. Obviously. I'm 45. But. Yeah, and I'm not 37. Oh, okay. So like a couple years old. All right, all right. But, I mean, so... Hi, Debbie. There's Debbie. You, Debbie, you did you watch what, it? <laughs> if you don't know what happens in it, basically, uh, in the town of Derry, there's these kids, and they have to deal with, like, a demon. Right? Are we calling it a demon? It's Well, it's... It's an evil entity that is yeah. actually that actually or an pre- alien entity. Yeah, that precedes even Derry. It, it came to Earth, what they say, millions of years ago. Yeah. So, and um, I, I got to tell you though, there there is an aspect to it, the book, and the reason why it is like an eleven hundred page book is because you've got the story of the Losers Club when they are seven young children, when they're all twelve mm-hmm. years old. You've got it when they're thirty nine years old, and then there's this whole other aspect to it, this cosmology of what Stephen King calls the macroverse that then ties in. To the dark oh, towers the dark and like tower. everything like that, and I mean it's it's way, way detailed. It is multi layered and it's confusing as hell. And and they packed enough information into this movie. I'm not, I for one am glad they actually left all of that stuff out of it. Yeah. The only thing we saw, any kind of reference, it was kind of an Easter egg, was when, um, there's that turtle. Did you notice that? No. There's there's a shot. There's like there's like a uh, there's a statue of a turtle in the, I believe it's the pharmacy scene. When Eddie's walking in there, and there's like there's like a big turtle and everything, but that that was kind of like a nod. Well, before we get, well, we're not gonna really touch upon the whole like larger 
picture of how all the Stephen not. King books are related. We'll just stick because Andy the, Machete did not stick with the uh, the happenings around the movie. It, but um, so basically, there's two parts, right? There's when they're kids, right? When the seven, how many are there? Seven of them. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. When when they're kids and how they fight versus this evil entity. And then they all, like, go on with their lives, split, leave the town of Derry, and come back 27 years later to fight the entity again. And basically, when they leave Derry, like, either it's a super traumatic experience or for some reason this evil entity no longer has a hold on them, that they block out all memory of what happened to them when they were younger. I actually took that to mean that it still had a hold on them. And because they didn't kill it when they were 12... It said, okay, if you, if you move away, you're going to have no recollection of me. Mm. So you can't tell your friends and, you know, you can't wind up ganging up on me and, you know, br- bring in other people or tell the world about me and everything like that. So that, that's, my, that's my secret. Well, regardless, they do come back 27 years later because this entity is feasting again, right? That's its, like, life cycle yeah. or whatever it comes. And it feasts yeah. on pre- predominantly on children, yeah. So and because it says with ki- kids' fears have a tendency to be more more simplistic and that way it can manipulate itself and and by the way i mean even though it manifested itself in the first two movies as pennywise the clown the majority of the time in the book you know it is mist it is a it's a mummy to one of the kids it's a it's a huge oversized dodo bird uh to one of the other kids and everything like that so so it is basically whatever you are scared of most yeah so i mean it comes back and six of the seven return the seven, you know, Stanley, right? Or who's the seven? Stanley. Uh, Stanley doesn't make it back. Uh, so the remaining six come back, and they each have to find a totem or a relic that represents uh, their darkest secret, right? Or like their fear. And then that's what they have to burn. Was that or just, was it just something that they found significant? Because it wasn't necessarily yeah. something they were... Or I guess like, not the like Bill Hader made like the token. He was like, "Oh, this is a great memory actually from childhood when it, when he was playing Street Fighter." Yeah, I th- I, I was wondering how did you feel about that because you're you're a big gamer and I mean, well, it doesn't matter. And that it was like an OG. Movie. That's what he did. Right? What version like, of Street Fighter was that, by the way? The Street Fighter One. That was Street Fighter. Oh, that yeah. was the OG one. Yeah, that was just Ken versus Ryu the whole yeah, time. Yeah, right? yeah. But I, you know, it doesn't really like you know for some of them the the meaning or the symbolism behind the the souvenir that they grab is like super dark right like jessica chastain's character uh hers has well it's the love letter yeah. that that she's had for like all these years that she thinks bill wrote to her but it's yeah. actually ben who was yeah. like who was this big overweight the new kid in town and everything like that comes back and the guy's like a massively successful architect and the okay they make light of the fact that not only has he lost the weight Okay, Debbie says, I've heard Chapter 2 is scarier than the first one. Not at all. I don't believe so. Look, the one I, with the kids is w- way scarier. I think the, this one is way scarier than the first one. Hmm. I actually didn't think this first one was that scary at all. And it's certainly both are... The remake is way scarier than the miniseries. By far. Right? Like, we can't And the miniseries it. was scary, though. Well, crazy Before enough... Before its time, the miniseries yeah. probably was pretty scary. Crazy enough, though, they show the miniseries today on Disney Family on TV, like, during, you know, primetime hours, and they don't edit it at all. Which shows a lot about how morals and values have changed over the past 27 years. Yeah. When you think about it, right? The Walking Dead shows on, like, what, 9, yeah. 9 p.m. when it was on? And, and that is, like, massively gory. Yeah. So, I, but this one, in my opinion, it was way scarier. Like, to, whether it be just technology or the advancements in, 
cinematography, like they just set a darker tone much better than the uh, the TV miniseries does. Mm-hmm. Much better. Sorry. For, and it is scary. But my point though, uh, when Ben, the character of Ben, he's now a successful, I mean, he's got the nice hair, he's got the goatee, you know, he's got this incredible house. They actually show that the fact that he, you know, he got in shape only in the end when he's fighting it and it is like, you know, carving the thing, which by the way was a nod to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 if no one ever picked on that room. Like when he's like, oh, come and get him, you know, B-word. Ben is shredded. Like when they actually lift up his shirt, I mean, that dude just didn't lose weight. That guy got in shape. That dude's got a six-pack. Yeah. Did you not think so? No, yeah, he must have just carving the message out. It's like okay, that you know, there's a lot of a lot of place to carve. I guess. I mean, I guess you're <laughs> stuck in a sewer, and that's the first thing you're thinking about when your friend's getting like some words carved into his stomach. Or I mean, not sewer in the house. It's like, wow, you've done a few sit-ups. <laughs> like, oh man, Ben, you're doing good, man. Are you on keto? <laughs> like, geez, hashtag blessed, man. hashtag keto. Right. Yeah. So I mean, overall, what you didn't like the movie? No, I I like the movie. Um, because you and I watched uh, the, the Pet Cemetery remake, and I couldn't get into it because it just was so not what the book was. Um, and yeah, I went, you're a purist. You're a book purist. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm a purist. And so if you, if you diverge from the source material, that always ruins it for me. Um, so for this one, I actually tried to suspend disbelief, and I was like, okay. And right in the first like five or ten minutes, there's so much that either happens in the early parts of the book or never happens anymore. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go into this with, with an open mind, with a clean slate, and whatever happens is whatever happens. I'm just going to try and be entertained. And on that merit, I actually liked the movie like a lot. I, I went off on a tweet storm on it like right afterwards. I, I, I think the movie was great. I don't think it's as, as good as the first one. The first one was a triumph. Highest grossing horror movie of all time. $700 million chapter one made. Is it the highest grossing? It is, and it's only two years old. We need your app that you're working on. Now, highest grossing horror that. movie of all time. Can we get a, our stats person in the back to confirm? Cami, behind the camera, can you confirm that it, chapter one, is the highest grossing horror movie of all time? But, um, I, I mean, I thought it was all right. We I got some cool comments. Debbie saying, Walking Dead, not scary at all. No. That's true. It's gross. It's, it's graphic. Um, yeah, but not scary. Okay. So, yeah, so I thought... I thought this one was interesting. Um, again, if I can make another video game reference, uh, we're just jumping all over the place now. When, yeah, Cami gave us a thumbs up. Thank you. And and I believe the box office take right now for its opening weekend. I believe it it was pre- it are when I saw it on Sunday afternoon, it had already cleared seventy five million dollars, and the projection was that by today, it was supposed to have gotten a hundred million cool. U.S. market. So that's not bad. I mean, but you know, I mean, you target a, gra- a demographic that probably was very hyped about that film 27 years ago. Yeah. And today's demographic. It's going to make a lot of money even if the movie tanks just because yeah. it's got so much hype on the of first course. one. Of yeah. course. You, know, you wouldn't expect it to be. Okay, so so was it just me or did you feel that like when, when the Losers Club went into this, I mean, they went past the sewer, they went into like Pennywise's lair, right? Mm-hmm. Did that not feel like a boss level? Because you've got this huge oversized, like he, Pennywise is like, he's got the head of a clown, he's got the body of a spider, which by the way did not happen in the book. He was a total mm-hmm. spider. Um, and he's just flailing like with these big, you know, appendages and everything. And the Losers Club are just like running around all over him. That really felt like God of War. I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel like that to me. It just felt like a. I was like, wow, it's a boss level, you know? It's. I mean, it felt like the original. And I, to be fair, I don't really find that to be scary at all. I thought that was just more adventure-like, you know? Like here are a bunch of friends and they're just trying to take on this 
you know, opposing force. Mm. So, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find the ending scary. I found a lot of the movie to be pretty scary, or at least... What, what was scary to you? Uh, when Jessica Chastain goes back to her old apartment or whatever, and then there's the old lady in there. thought the old lady was pretty, pretty freaky, you know? Okay. I wasn't scared at that, but the one part that did, like, make me kind of, like, sit back in my chair was when she was like, Yes, dear. And then she just stares out for, like, a good, like, four or five seconds and doesn't say anything. It's like, okay, is she doing something? <laughs> no, like, when she walks to the back in the kitchen, and then she's, like, saying her little monologue, and I'm like, oh, man, it's going to gonna pop off things are about to get crazy and then she came out you know and i was like oh wow that was pretty did you think that was pennywise the whole time yeah 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 i mean well, but when she i mean unfortunately yeah because i you know seen the other one yeah the book so but when she came out yeah. I, I was i was actually surprised that it was like a how yeah can, how can you describe no this? that's what i'm saying it was this a is... geriatric eight foot tall butt naked it's not what i expected old lady it's not what i expected as a zombie yeah. so you know, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I thought that was pretty scary, I guess. I, you know, I thought that was probably the scariest part of the whole movie. Like, the rest of it is kind of just more, like, weird occurrences, like when they're eating at the Chinese restaurant. And, you know, it's kind of okay, just the, random and weird. Yeah, the fortune, the fortune cookie part was pretty, was pretty trippy. I guess, you know. Like, it, it was just weird. Yeah. Okay, Frank Cruz says, uh, you're very right, Jason. That's always a good plus. Um, about the graphics, yeah. Graphics are good. Okay. One thing that we have been arguing about before the movie came out, you and I cannot get on the same page about this. I felt Bill Hader was really, really good as Richie Tolson. Um, he, he's probably the most difficult character to play in the 1992 miniseries. He was played by uh, Harry Anderson, who was, in, he was the judge from Night Court. And, you know, he's also a stand-up comedian. Bill Hader, of course, is Saturday Night Live. He's done, you know, he's part of the writing staff for South Park. You know, he's in Barry now. He's really, really good. I think... It wasn't a perfect performance, but I believe that he should get an Oscar nomination for so, this movie. I thought Bill Hader was good. You think I'm damn crazy for that. But I think you are being ridiculous right now to assume that Bill Hader should get an Oscar nomination for his supporting role in a horror film simply because he was typecast as the type of person he is. Like, he played a stand-up comic, which is pretty much, like... What is when Snoop always plays like a gangster? In I mean, yeah, like in even worse than that, like because there's no real character development, it's like totally inside his comfort zone as an actor. Like, you know, don't you think like his role in Barry or you know, in the show or in different shows would well, know, that showed his range. I, I'm not gonna I'm, disagree with you there. Yeah, this doesn't show his range at all. This is as comfortable a, I, a position as he could possibly. I get. disagree because his character goes from being you know, this. This wisecracking someone who, who even admittedly, you know, hides behind his humor, which is very dated and, you know, like... Also, they didn't really lean on the fact that, like, in the book and in the first miniseries, they always get, beep, beep, Richie. They only said that once in this movie. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and the, the past stuff they say it over and over and over, and it gets so irritating. Um, he hides behind his humor, and this, he has to face the fact that, um, that he is scared of some stuff, that he is very haunted by his past. And the... And that he is the guy who gets at least one of his friends, empowers them with bravery and with courage to face Pennywise. He goes to, he goes to Eddie, and I think that was the best scene in the movie. And he's like, hey, who killed, a, who killed the clown when you were 14? It was me. Who married a woman that's like five times your body mass? That's me. Who's done all this stuff? He goes, that's me. He goes, you're braver than you know, man. 
I don't think so. I, I, I so give him an Oscar nomination. Movie. Clearly, Joaquin Phoenix is going to win for probably best best actor. We can't even say that because the movie hasn't even come out yet. But every everybody that's seen the screen the trailer seems to believe that Joaquin Phoenix is going to clean house this year. But yeah, we. I mean, maybe he will. So at least give the guy the, the Oscar nomination because he Bill Hader was great. Bill Hader does not deserve it. With like, a yeah, really really ridiculous. Re- I, I okay. there's, there's no. I'm. I yeah. I don't even see how you. For best supporting actor, is that what we're saying? Best yeah. actor. Would, would you agree that the cast is really strong in this? Yeah, Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy. And you know what? The cast is strong. The script is not strong. The dialogue is not strong. It is not strong. It, it is. Stephen King films in general are pretty like cliche. I think you know what I mean. I don't find the dialogue to be very uh, engaging. I think it's pretty simple. It's really easy to understand. But you would say it's that cool. the cast is strong. I, I, I mean, I think, obviously the cast. I is think strong. the cast is strong, James and I thought McAvoy, uh, Jessica. Chastain. Okay, but I thought Hater was the standout among among I, the cast. I, I definitely good... don't think he was a standout. Like I, I really thought James McAvoy was played a bigger, or had a you know was better in his role, or even uh, the fat kid that got in shape, the guy with the abs, Jay Ryan, Jay Ryan, who was playing Ben. Yeah. So I mean, okay, I thought they gave James McAvoy the the scenes where he actually had to be an actor. You know, when, you know, um, okay, that scene when he's in, like, you know, in the fun house, that was beautifully shot. That was great. That was close. Yeah. But when he actually had to do, like, a lot of dialogue, which, by the way, he does, he does this whole exchange with Stephen King as a cameo. Did you know that was Stephen King? I don't know. What part? When he goes to get the bike. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't realize it was. The shopkeep. That was, that was Stephen King. And he, he nails the, the main accent, by the way. You would think that he would. He's from there. Um, you didn't know that was Stephen King? I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, and so I thought he did a lot of good acting. I thought Jessica Chastain had a lot of good acting, but I thought Hader just you know stood out, and his, I, I thought his performance was very very good. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm really surprised. I like he was funny and he was good. Like he he is a good actor, so mm. so he was good. But it's not like I'm walking out of the movie like oh my gosh, how amazing was Bill Hader in it? Like it was so good. His acting was so good. It's like nah. I was like okay, wait, he played a comedian. Wait, what did Bill Hader have to do in it? It's like, oh yeah, he had to be funny. He had to crack jokes on movie. It's not like you're sitting there like, oh wow, I don't expect that from Bill Hader. So it's not. I mean, okay. you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, like Tom Hanks, funny guy, all of a sudden doing Forrest Gump and just crushing it or doing you know well, Apollo it's thirteen. Not that. It's not even close to that. Yeah. So I mean, it was all right. Okay. It was all right. I, I say just give the guy the nomination. I don't think he's gonna win, but you know. I mean, yeah, just give him the nomination because Jason says so, and you know we don't really you know have to put in any type of actual metric of criteria like you know actual acting oh, chops boy. or anything let's just give him the nomination that makes sense oh that's crazy so you know you saw the preview for dr sleep yeah so that like dr sleep i never read that book i i guess that's a pretty new stephen King it's book, the sequel right? of, no the shining the shining was no, no, dr sleep the book there's a book from like 20 oh i i no, i didn't know there was oh, a book so there's a book. Yeah. there's a book so it's about a sequel to the, the shining Sun. jack torrance that's a dad right or that's Jack, uh... Here's Johnny. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, no, but what's his uh, character's name? Jack Torrance? Yeah, I believe so. So, the son, Danny, is his son, right? This is the movie about the son as he's grown up. And then they have to face these entities and return down, return to that vacation hotel or whatever it's called. That's crazy. So, that looks like it's going to be actually pretty decent. I'm excited to see that. It's called Doctor Sleep. I'm not really sure when it comes okay. out, but one thing that that I that and that de- develops the 
multiverse or whatever. That's true. Yeah, so. that that factors in. Okay, one thing that I, I've really been wanting to ask you about this because I haven't gotten any closure on this. I even went to Reddit to look up the. It's the subreddit is slash r slash it the movie. Um, is what was the story that they were heavily implying between Richie and Eddie? That at least Bill Hader's character, that Richie was, that he genuinely loved Eddie, or he might have been in love with him. He's, he, you know, he's etching, you know, R and E on the on the bridge. They say like afterwards. I mean, he is the most dramatically affected by Eddie's death. I mean, he's the only one who like really breaks down. Um, it alters his character and everything like that. And they kind of ind indicate, and you know, even Pennywise goes, I know your dirty little secret, but... So were they implying that there was some sort of romantic relationship between Richie and Eddie? Or even if Richie was just in love with them? I, I really... I you know, I thought, see, it was really awkward to me because I don't remember that. But I read the book when I was 10 years old, and to be fair, I probably didn't understand a lot of what was written in the book. First... So First of all, kudos to you if, if you, you read it at 10. That's an 1,100-page book, you guys. But I, you know, I don't ever remember that kind of like... That was not, that was not in the book, by the so, way. So, you know, I, it was kind of surprising to see it. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of... See, that's what I don't like. It's kind of cliche to me. Like, I, I, like today's day and age, is like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll use that card now. As, that there was some sort of gay relationship. Yeah, like, and that he would be ashamed of of this, you know, that would be his darkest secret, would be that. I mean, the, you know what I mean? Like, this, the scene when they're, pl when they're playing Street Fighter, you know, he... Yeah, he, that's not even Eddie, right? Well, no, that's Richie. And like, I mean, he, it's Richie, yeah. but the, the guy who he's talking to is not Eddie. Yeah, and people make a couple gay slurs in his direction, and they yeah. kind of, like, tease him, and then, you know, he runs away. So they're kind of implying that, that he might be struggling with his own sexuality, but they yeah. never really definitively say it, and I don't know if that was a conscious decision to keep it vague or you know or that was just sloppy filmmaking but they never really weird. say like, what and it is. doesn't really add anything to the character development i don't think it develops bill Hader's character at all it's you know just kind of just threw it in there like mm -hmm. just to have like some kind of backstory and flesh him out a little bit more even i know though the, it really does little to flesh out the character yeah and and, so. and it just like it just left you hanging how, how there was yeah. never any closure on that really. yeah okay speaking of eddie right when he's attacked by by um i can't remember his name now um by the guy who escapes from the insane oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay he gets stabbed with a at least a four inch knife in the mouth in the mouth the cheek, and yeah. you got you got to figure that goes it punctures his gums and you know he even like he's slurring his speech when he does that he just pulls it out and keep and keeps going you did that to any other human being i would think that would be a mortal wound i don't know how he made it past that no, it's in the cheek that's not moral it's not moral it went through the cheek. But it, it's going to go into your... I mean, that, that blade was all the way in. There was no slack coming out of that thing. I mean, that was, that was a big-time wound. And, you know, they just they put, a, they put a tourniquet on it, like some gauze, and, you know, he just goes on with his day. And I was like, that was a pretty significant stab there. I, mean, that, I think I've seen a couple of those stab wounds in uh, our news feed uh, once in a while. So, I don't... I mean, it's not too crazy. I, I don't know. That, like, no. it's not in the chin or the neck. It was like in the cheek, you know. Okay, yeah. Kind of like, he didn't hit the carotid artery. Yeah, he like just went through in the open space of the mouth, you know. So, lucky. Oh, okay, lucky. But if, if you if you get stabbed in the cheek and it goes into your into your gum, you may still be walking around. But I guarantee you, you ain't happy. Well, I mean, we, we don't know if it went into his gum, gums. 
We don't know. I could have just went into the it, No, it showed it. He said, you know, he was he was speaking. He sounded like he had he was cotton mouth. He was, oh, and the other thing was always in. Yeah, well, he has a knife in his mouth, but, dude. Like, I mean, of course, he's not going to be like, hey, you guys, what's up? Like, you know, talking normally. Blood coming out. I, don't know, I just thought that part was weird. No, it was, like, I, it was, it was I, you know, actually, and I was kind of disappointed that that character, the guy who escaped the, the asylum, like he didn't have, uh, you know, more of a role in, yeah. in the film, right? They, they, like, build, they build him up a little bit, he shows up, and then he's gone. Even more so is his partner from the first movie, that other hoodlum and everything, who comes back like as a zombie. He comes up, yeah, shows up underneath so the bed, drives a car... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many parts of the movie that... It's not Victor like... Pascal from, from um, Pet Cemetery, where, you know, he's like this mm. this guiding, you know, almost like an undead consciousness and everything like that. The guy shows up and everything, driving a freaking Camaro, and the guy's, you know, like he's all rotting and, you know, decomposing and everything like that. And then he never shows up again. I don't know. It was it. just weird. It was a weird... Uh, so there weird are audition. all these gaps, and it was three hours long? Yeah, oh, and that's it the was other thing. Thank three you, hours long. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have... No, t- two hours and 49 minutes to be exact. Yeah, it was long. 17 minutes longer than chapter one. And it felt long. Okay. It's not like it was like flying by. It really felt Which long. is weird because I thought when they first got, the Losers Club got back together, that whole part happened so fast when they met up at the Chinese mm-hmm, restaurant. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, they can't remember anything. All of a sudden, they're all pounding alcohol. And they all, you know, they're, they're reconnecting with like their childhood friends. And that part felt like a little bit rushed. But then there were... There was so much of the movie that really dragged and felt long. The battle scene with Pennywise took forever. Um, yeah, I just I mean, thought... It just felt long. And, you know, especially like the... You know, it's like, okay, guys, we got to go get our little totem yeah. from each thing. So then you're like, oh, my god, You've got to sit through five more five of these characters. Scenes yeah. of these I felt characters, the same right? way. And it was long. But, I, you know, I mean, and then you got to go into the, the lair, Pennywise's lair, and this and that. And I was just like, bro, this movie is too long. Where's the popcorn? Yeah. Which, by the way, luckily at Tango Theaters, you can get the the pack of the drink and the popcorn's $5. You just bring the little cups, right? It's super helpful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though you said you were scared in this movie, did you eat? Did you have con- Did you have anything from the concession stand? Yeah, of course. I have really? popcorn. I, I don't eat during scary pop. movies. I, I don't scare easily these days, but I still don't eat because I'm like, you know. It might I be- mean, it's... it's- like, it's not the scariest movie. It's, I wouldn't even say it's the scariest movie I've seen this year. Like, not even top three. But, I mean, you know, there are scenes that are kind of tense, and you're like, oh. Okay, can I ask you... It's not you, scary, though. I mean, can, I, can I apply to IT Chapter 2 the same test we used in Avengers Endgame? At what, point, the, did, at what point did you take a pee break? I, know, I didn't take a pee break. I, I did. I did when, when they were finding, like, the tokens because I was like... Because I was thinking, I was like, oh, dude, we got, like, five more of these things. And, and even in the beginning, when they were establishing the characters as adults, each one of them that moved away from Derry, of the, five, of the six of them, they're very successful, and they just go from vignette to vignette to vignette. You know, one's an architect, one's a, one's a movie producer, another one's, like, a, uh, Beverly is a successful yeah, yeah, yeah. fashion entrepreneur. And, and it's like, God, you got to sit through this over and over and over. But to be fair... That is how the book read. And in the book, I mean, one thing that they didn't do in, um, in chapter two that they did in the book is in the final battle with Pennywise in the book, they constantly do these flashbacks back and forth to, here's when the kids fought them when they were 12. Here's how they're fighting them now. Here's what happened when the kids are trying to run away. Here's how they run away now. It, back and forth and back and forth. And it was like, I remember it was like just 200 pages. Like it's a book unto itself. 
just a battle. But but with this movie, it did really, really drag. I think that you could lop off easily 35 minutes, and the movie would not be fundamentally changed. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I just, you know, I, I felt it was elaborate, but it really didn't have a lot of substance. I, like, you know, I watched it for the nostalgic appeal of, being a remake of an old movie that people thought was scary. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it kind of fell flat to me. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but... Well, the, the only other topic I have is, how do you feel about the Easter eggs? And there were many. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice any of that. I wasn't paying attention. You didn't notice, like, the throwbacks to, like, okay, this movie is made by New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And they really let you know that Warner Brothers owns New Line Cinema. There's a big poster in the back of oh, The Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the end, yeah. like when they walk by the uh, the movie theater, it's, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street, part five. It's like, okay, we get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, but that's like... It was like and I think you know why they were doing that, because they were posturing because um, Child's Play, the remake that came out earlier this year, they do that exact same thing for all the movies that came out from Orion Pictures, because there's, there's a reference to Robocop. Mm-hmm. There's a reference to um, Predator. And so, I mean, cool. it's just the studios are just kind of posturing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I'd probably, like, one out of ten, I'd say it's like a seven, maybe a seven and a half, maybe. It wasn't, I mean, it was just really, really long. Yeah. And it was kind of, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe the story of it just doesn't hold the, the test of time. Like, maybe it's not that good, you know? Were you satisfied with the way that they, there's been, I've read this online, they've been hinting that, there could be a third film to it. Oh, really? Were you satisfied with the way that the, I don't want to say killed, but with the way they dispatched Pennywise at this point? What, by talking to him? Yeah, exactly. But that's what they do, right? Isn't that what happens in a book, too? Like, that's the whole thing. They're just no longer afraid of that. Not to that point. I mean, they they have objects. And the other thing, okay, this deviated from the movie because in the movie they had these... um, these silver dollars that they melted down and they said, okay, and, mm-hmm. and Beverly is the one who's like, she's an expert marksman with, you know, with these uh, silver pieces. And so she shoots at it. it. The thing about, oh, Eddie, this is a spear. It kills monsters. If you believe that it will, mm-hmm. that actually happened. But the fact that, oh, let's talk it down to when he's like the size of a, of a newborn. And that I, was lame. Yeah, man. that, that was not but that, good. That I, was in the I, other miniseries too. That was in the miniseries as well. Where they talked, they yeah. talked him down. I was like, oh. so I mean, I was just like, yeah. And I think that kind of destroyed a lot of the closure of the movie for me. Where I'm just like, oh, that was so lame. You just had to talk to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just had to be mean, mean to the demon and like, or into to the alien or whatever. And You're like, having us as viewers vest almost three hours of our lives yeah, to was... this big epic battle, and it's just like six friends going around. <laughs> You're just a clown. Yeah. You're just a clown. That was, just, yeah. And it seemed like at that point, like, he he really didn't fight back enough. Yeah, but I think... The CGI uh, was cool. Bill Skarsgård, who plays uh, Pennywise, I think he's, he did an excellent job. And I think there are a couple scenes that are pretty, like, scary, or at least uh, tense. You know, like, when the little girl goes under the bleachers, and then Pennywise is in the, in the dark, and just calling closer to see his face. That was scary. I mean, I think, you know, there, there are, you know, there are suspenseful and okay. tense moments in the, in the film. This is, okay, I'll give you the honor because you, you love Rotten Tomatoes. What, what am I doing? What, what's, toma- what's a tomato meter say at this point? 64% critic uh, fresh meter. Ooh. 
80% audience score, though. Relatively speaking, is that is that good for the first... I mean, it's not it's not Endgame, it's not Godfather, it's not Grapes of Wrath, but... Yeah, well, Endgame is not Godfather or Grapes of Wrath either. But, uh, you know, 64% is better than... Okay, so you know the tomato meter is not an accurate representation of how good a movie is, okay? It doesn't mean that it's 64% out of 100 good. It just means that 64% of critics thought that it was more good than bad. So it's like, here's a line, should you watch it or should you not watch it? 64% of critics thought you should watch it. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that it has a 64% score mm -hmm. out of, like, That's know, still the majority, so, I guess. I mean, it could have been 64% of people were like, yeah, you should watch the movie, but only, like, if they were really rated, they might rate it mm -hmm. at 40%. Well, so audience score like, is 80, so that's, that's fairly encouraging. But, you know, audience score doesn't actually include people who have watched the movie. It just includes people who want to watch the movie. So people like me. So, yeah, you know. I mean, it's not a bad movie, though, right? Like, it was okay. Okay, fi final question, I swear. This, this is the last one I have. Who is a better Pennywise, since you're bringing up Pennywise? Bill uh, Skarsgård in 2017, or Tim Curry man, in 92? Know, that's, it's tough. That's pretty tough, actually. I think Bill Skarsgård really, uh, he did, you know... He didn't do the dance. He managed the role, but I think uh, Tim Curry was just... Uh, he was really good. I think if he did he the really dance good. again, he may have put it over the edge. But yeah, because Tim Tim Curry was just—it's the voice. It was yeah. you know, it was the stare. It was the gaze. I mean, this is the guy who was Doctor Frankenfurter in you know Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, and see, and I think you know, like, in, in this one, Bill Hunt for Red October. Bill Skarsgård also has the luxury of having like CG and things to kind of. <clears throat> emphasize a lot of features like the smile and, mm -hmm. and you know which is not something that um, Tim Curry had oh you know what I learned so. you know the flashbacks to the to the kids from the first movie <clears throat> the kids now even though the movie's only been out the first movie's been out for two years they've changed so much especially the guy who played Richie they said he's grown like four or five inches in that time <clears throat> they had to do a lot of CGI to the kids wow just because they look so much older wow yes, it, was dope. it was a cool movie yeah it was, it was, it was a good cool. movie so, anyways... Go see it. It's at Tango Theaters right now. Go check it out. Chase, what are you going to watch next? I'm really looking forward to <coughs> Joker, and because of Cammy, you really got me excited in Frozen 2. Frozen 2. It's Wait, when, is, when does Frozen 2 come out, Cam? Uh, next year, right? Next I, don't, year. I don't think it comes out this year, but... Yeah. But Joker, Joker definitely. Joker looks way dark. Yeah, yeah, it looks... I mean, and, you know, we, we won't know until we watch it whether or not Joaquin Phoenix will probably be nominated for an Academy Award for it, but, you know, all signs trending towards that he might actually have a good chance at at least being nominated, right? I'm looking forward to uh, Terminator Dark Fate, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm just a Terminator fan. I love the movies, even if a lot of them are trash, uh, and I'm just going to watch them no matter what. But I, you know what I'm just recently re really excited about watching, and I don't know why, is the J-Lo movie. Uh, when was the last time you said that? Hustlers. With Cardi B and J Lo and the girl from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Mine is Avatar Two and. Um, Cammy's saying Avatar Two. Uh, what is it? The live action again. The Disney. Mulan. Mulan. Uh, Avatar oh, yeah. Two. What is that? The James like the Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. Oh really? Avatar is there another two. Avatar? Like oh, it's wow. been that long since the last one. Remember wow. when it first came out? There. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be like ten years till the next one. Wow. Well, you know he's gunning for Endgame now. He's trying. He's trying to reclaim, you know, 
the title of highest grossing movie ever. No, it did it twice, right? So. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us uh, for this episode of Real Talk. You know, let us know what movies you're excited to see, and also tell us what you thought about it, uh, Chapter Two, the remake. Um, let us know if you liked it or didn't like it, or if you agree that Bill Hader should get an Academy Award nomination. For Give him the, the hardware for uh, all his hard work in the movie. Uh, but we will Ooh. see you next time on Real Talk. Happy movie. Happy movie.